Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert. It's March 31st, 2020, and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. Today we talk with JW Labor and Employment Partner Gary Fowler as he walks us through five key factors of the Family First Coronavirus Response Act that goes into effect April 1st. Well, Gary, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. I understand that there are five key takeaways that employers need to understand before this goes into effect, and it goes into effect quick on April 1st. Can you break those down for us? Sure, Greg. Real quickly, of course, what the Act does is it provides emergency paid sick leave for a variety of different categories, mainly for employees who are suffering from coronavirus or symptoms. And then secondly, for persons who have to care for individuals with coronavirus. And more broadly, and the greatest protection is for employees who require leave because a child is home uh, due to a school closure or the absence of a child care facility. The five things that I would urge employers to do now as the act is going to affect are these. First of all, the Department of Labor has prescribed a poster that employers should provide to their employees. Employers can obtain that poster from the DOL website. That can be sent either through an employer webpage that the employer maintains for its employees, or it can be sent via email. Ultimately, that poster needs to be posted where you have your other postings that are required by federal and state law. But here, I think it's most importantly to get it out electronically by April the 1st. Second point, consider the exemptions that are available under the Act. One of the exemptions is for healthcare providers. We weren't sure how broadly the Department of Labor would define healthcare provider, but they've defined healthcare provider to include not only the doctors and nurse practitioners, but also basically any employee of any healthcare facility, from a nursing home to a clinic to a hospital to a doctor's office. All of those employees are potentially exempt. As part of that, that also extends to employers that contract with healthcare providers like the ones I just mentioned. So not only think about that if you are a hospital, clinic, doctor's office yourself, but also whether or not you may be contracting to provide services to healthcare entities and whether or not the exemptions may apply to you. A third point is for the small businesses. The Act provides that certain small businesses may be exempt from the provisions of the Act pertaining to paid sick leave and expanded family and medical leave. And a small business here is an employer with fewer than 50 employees. Now, one thing the Department of Labor really emphasizes is they don't want to be flooded with a bunch of requests for exemptions. And the guidance that the Department of Labor has given is, and it's in bold italics, is do not send the Department of Labor a request for an exemption. They don't want them. Uh, they can't possibly act upon them. Instead, in the question and answers, they provide three different sets of criteria that may allow a small business, and again, here a small business is one with fewer than 50 employees, to exempt itself from the requirements of the Act, or at least part of their workforce. And real broadly, those are, this would, number one, put us out of business, number two, it's a key employee, or three, our workforce is such that if we provide this sort of leave to our employees, we won't have enough employees to continue operations. 
Fourth key point is consider all the alternatives that you have out here. I know when we first started talking about this act, when it was first enacted, a lot of our clients had concerns that this was going to be too onerous, that this was, while they want to do the right thing by their employees, while they want to provide leave, they were worried about this being additional financial burden. And the act does address that. It addresses it first through this act itself that provides tax credits against payroll taxes that would otherwise be due that you can basically take the cost of providing this leave and take it out of the deposits that you're making for payroll taxes. So that potentially eases the cash flow burden that employers would otherwise have in complying with this act. Then the CARES Act got passed last Friday and it provided even some other alternatives. One is for certain small businesses, and and by the way, the the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, these two provisions I've been talking about only apply to employers with fewer than 500 employees. That's paralleled over in the CARES Act where small business loans that are forgivable can be a source, again, to help with the cash flow with this. And finally, the fifth point that I would urge is uh, the Department of Labor has put out a very good guidance to employers on its website that's entitled the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, Questions and Answers. A lot of the issues that we were concerned about that we thought were ambiguities in the act when it was first passed, which seems like a long time ago, but was less than two weeks ago are addressed and answered pretty well in this guidance by the Department of Labor. So I would, as a fifth and final point, I would urge employers to look at that guidance from the DOL because I think it will answer a lot of their questions. Well, thank you. And, and again, when does this go into effect? April the 1st. So better get moving. All right. Well, Gary Fowler, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you, Greg. Thanks again to Gary Fowler for joining us today. For more information and additional JW Fast Take podcast and webinars, visit jw.com forward slash fast. Follow Jackson Walker LLP on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This podcast is made available by Jackson Walker for informational purposes only. This does not constitute legal or medical advice and is not a substitute for legal advice from a qualified counsel. Your use of this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and Jackson Walker. The facts and the results of each case will vary and no particular result can be guaranteed. Thanks for tuning in.